Hello and welcome to the Dynasty Dude Podcast. I am your host, Corey Evans. Thank you for tuning in to this week's show. It's episode 286, titled Must Watch Camp Battles with the preseason right around the corner of the Hall of Fame game in the rearview mirror. We now have to pay close attention to what could lead to significant playing time for certain position players on respective teams. And I'm here to break down five of those scenarios for redraft and dynasty. Before I do so, we had two five-star reviews left on the Apple Podcast app for the show. First, I want to thank Matan F. It was titled Best in the Industry. It read, wanted to post another five-star review just to help Corey get the recognition he deserves. Most concise and relevant dynasty podcast out there. Covers direct dynasty topics without any fluff. Check him out on Patreon for his one-on-one help. Very quick to respond as he truly likes to help and give guidance. Matan, you are awesome. Thank you so much for supporting me, leaving two five-star reviews and being one of my most loyal Patreon subscribers. Much appreciated. The other review was left by Eric the Gooner, titled Dynasty Football Gold. Corey's podcast has been a huge help getting me familiar with a new-to-me format of fantasy football. He's responsive to questions, and the content is clear and concise while still in-depth. My Dynasty League recently had Corey do a private league podcast to give us all feedback on our rosters, and everyone thoroughly enjoyed it. Can't recommend this show enough for Dynasty junkies and newbies alike. Thanks, Corey. Thank you, Eric, for the review, your presence on Patreon, and of course, your league as well, investing in a private league podcast episode. You all know the drill. If you want to get a shout out on next week's show, drop a five-star review yourself. In addition, I want to thank Andy, Derek, Andrew, Jerome, and Brian for joining Patreon this past week. Your support is also very much appreciated. If you want to join, now is the absolute best time to do so. I have all of my rookie rankings by position, in addition to consolidated quarterback, running back, wide receiver, and after this week, tight end rankings with veterans, rookies combined, in podcast, as well as Microsoft Excel spreadsheet form. You cannot beat it. Minimum of $1 per show. Four or five dollars per month. If you can pledge more, it does help me a lot behind the scenes. If you are interested or on the fence, the easiest way to join would be by clicking the link in my show notes. If not, download the mobile app, go to patreon.com, search Corey Evans or the Dynasty Do Podcast, and you'll find me accordingly. The first must-watch camp battle I want to discuss is Jamar Chase versus T. Higgins. Both, in my opinion, are wide receiver twos with wide receiver one upside long-term in Dynasty. Chase, 21 years old, fifth overall pick out of LSU, is now reunited with his college quarterback. In Joe Burrow, the tandem connected for an 84, 17, 80, 20 receiving log in 2019 while averaging 21.2 yards per catch. That receiving line for a college wideout is insane. Again, 84, 17, 80, 20. If you don't remember Jamar Chase and how dominant he was back in 2019, go ahead and do some more film study to remind yourself and be aware of how special of a talent he truly is for a wide receiver prospect. Chase is fully expected to help improve the Bengals' short passing game and become a quick outlet for Burrow to avoid pressure and hits. Makes a lot of sense coming off that torn ACL and massive knee injury. He's a complete receiver who can line up anywhere on the field at six foot 201. He can be your short, intermediate possession receiver or even a deep downfield threat thanks to speed, acceleration, and separation skills. He's ranked as my rookie 101 in non-superflex formats, and I've seen him slide as far as 104 in some of my leagues. If that's happening, if anybody is down on the idea of Chase coexisting with Higgins Cincinnati. Be sure to strike, capitalize for any first round pick in 2021, 2022, so on and so forth to acquire Chase. While some in the dynasty community still seem to be sleeping on the idea or realistic potential of Chase being an elite commodity right from the get-go. T. Higgins, on the other hand, is 22 years old. Bengals offensive coordinator Brian Callahan said Higgins is, quote, going to play a huge role, end quote, in the offense. Makes a lot of sense after his year one success. He posted an impressive and efficient 
67, 908, six lines, a rookie in 2020. That was with 108 targets. Higgins himself has been very vocal to the media about wanting a thousand yards receiving during the sophomore season. That's a strong possibility to occur. The coaching staff challenged Higgins to get in better shape after he fell off a bit down the stretch of the 2020 campaign from an efficiency standpoint. And Higgins responded well when he showed up for camp in terrific shape. Most of the beat reporters say he looks even slimmer than last year, a bit more toned in terms of his muscles and overall body frame, which bodes well for him entering year two of his professional career. He's easily worth a first round pick in 2021 or 2022 rookie draft capital, a discounted version of Jamar Chase for the sake of this offense, if you will. At 6'4", 216, Higgins offers size that Chase simply does not own at 6'201", but that's what makes them a dangerous combination for defenses to account for regularly. Sure, Tyler Boyd also figures to be involved on a routine basis, but it's clear that the future at wide receiver for the Bengals is between Chase and Higgins. It's also worth noting that Joe Burrow has apparently been struggling with interceptions and inconsistency early on in training camp. That's not necessarily a surprise for a quarterback coming off a serious knee injury as he is likely overcompensating or even playing timid at times. View those reports as an opportunity to buy low on the entire Cincinnati Bengals offense, even Burrow in a one quarterback or Superflex League, I'd say a third round pick in a one quarterback league, and then late first, early second to buy low on Burrow in Superflex or any quarterback premium format. The next camp battle to watch closely would be Hunter Henry versus Johnny Smith. I think they're both back end tight end ones or rock salad tight end twos with a bit of uncertainty in terms of their floors and ceilings weekly. I tend to project them to undercut one another's stats making them both volatile assets. Yet if one does separate themselves in this committee at tight end, then it could be easy top five to eight tight end one numbers at the end of the day. Hunter Henry, 27 in December, he signed a three-year, $37.5 million contract as a free agent. He did not surpass 60 receptions, 652 yards, or eight touchdowns in a single season with the Chargers. Those numbers collectively could, though, very well present a career year for him in New England's offense. Again, 60, 652, and eight collectively for his best season to date. And I think that probably represents his ceiling as a member of the Patriots organization in this tandem with Janu. I expect Henry to be a security blanket for Cam Newton or Mac Jones in the short intermediate passing game or across the middle of the field and seam routes. Less of a red zone presence than Janu, who was a focal point for Tennessee in that capacity last year. Speaking of Smith, 26 later on this month, he agreed to a four-year, $50 million deal this offseason. He got paid more money than that of his new teammate, Hunter Henry. Smith missed most of New England's minicamp due to a hamstring injury that lingered. He could be behind Henry in terms of catching up with the playbook and working with Cam or Mac on the field because of it. Nonetheless, Smith is coming off a breakout season with Tennessee in 2020, where he registered a 41-448-8 receiving line across 65 targets. Volume could be more unpredictable than Henry's, but Janu should be a force near the red zone, as I alluded to. And because of those factors, again, I view Henry and Smith as back-end tight end ones or steady tight end twos. If one were to miss time due to injury or fall behind in terms of reliability in this offense, then the one that's a focal point could easily be a reliable tight end one. That's why it's so important to monitor this camp battle, if you will, throughout the rest of training camp practices, let alone preseason action. How about a camp battle being Devontae Parker versus Will Fuller versus Jalen Waddle? Parker, wide receiver three, Fuller, wide receiver two with healthy, and Waddle, I would say wide receiver three with massive upside to start as a rookie. Let's talk about Parker first. He's 28, coming off back-to-back strong campaigns for Miami, 72, 12, 02, 9 in 2019, and 63-793-4 in 2020. That 2019 campaign being a likely 
career arc or point of peak value for Parker. He's a UFA in 2024. No immediate contract concerns. He was placed on the pup list to open up training camp, but has since been activated early on this past week. So he's back in action with Miami and Tua under center. Then we have Will Fuller, who's 27 years old. Easy to forget that he was having a career year in 2020 with Houston to the tune of 53 catches, 879 yards, eight touchdowns in only 11 games played. That was with 75 targets. He was the PPR wide receiver eight before missing weeks 13 to 17 with that receiving line. That was on pace to become a wide receiver one in 10 or 12 team leagues. Don't forget, Fuller has to serve the final game of his PED suspension in week one of this upcoming 2021 season. Then he's all systems go, assuming durability works in his favor. He was held out of training camp with an undisclosed injury after the first day of practice, but Dolphins head coach Brian Flores suggested Fuller is close to making a return, entering a one-year prove-a-deal Miami. I think that Fuller is looking to increase his market values of free agent in 2022 with a consistent and healthy campaign. His ceiling is undeniable. He's going to be the deep threat vertical weapon in this passing game. We'll just have to see and monitor if Tua can expand his game as a sophomore in that capacity and recapture his old Alabama form. And then we have the rookie, Jalen Waddell, 23 in November, a bit older for a rookie prospect, turning 23 in his first year as a pro. Nothing too alarming, because I want to bring it up because age is so important in Dynasty when it comes to longevity and player shelf life. Nonetheless, Waddle, sixth overall pick out of Alabama in this year's draft. Comes with some level of injury concern after his dislocated ankle injury sustained last season in school. He's now reunited with his college quarterback in Tua Tagovailoa, which is a narrative that I think isn't being talked about enough when Miami has made it clear that the offense will increase its downfield passing aggressiveness moving forward. That caters to Waddle's big playability thanks to his top end speed and separation skills. And let's not kid ourselves. Why was Jaden Waddle a highly touted prospect because of his success at Alabama with Tua when both were healthy and at full strength? With Parker and Fuller missing valuable training camp practices, Waddle has earned outside reps in practice. He was expected to man the slot for the Dolphins when drafted, but if Jalen plays inside and outside, moved around like a chess piece on offense, could do wonders for his immediate short-term outlook. Beat reporters even indicated that during practice, the coaching staff is manufacturing touches for Waddle with jet sweeps and screens. That is usage you want to see out of a top 10 pick, sixth overall. And if it does come to fruition when the games matter most come the regular season, Waddle could really destroy his ADP in terms of rookie drafts, which is usually mid to late first, and exceed my expectations of him being a wide receiver three to begin his first year in the NFL. Before I discuss two more must-watch camp battles, I want to thank this week's sponsors, the first being League Tycoon. Do you want to try something new this season? You've heard me talk about LeagueTycoon.com for setting up your contract dynasty leagues. Well, LeagueTycoon.com has just released a brand new league format, those being Gambit Leagues. Gambit Leagues are played mostly like traditional redraft leagues, but with one big difference, coaches. There are 16 unique coaches that each have a perk for different strategies. In the first round, your snake draft, all teams draft their coach for the season. You might draft the spread offense coach to increase points for your receivers, or maybe you go with the coach that is a smash mouth perk for running back centered strategy. Then you draft your team like any other draft. What's cool is that you don't need to get a whole league together to play. LeagueTycoon.com has a quick join league where you can join a league instantly. These quick join leagues are ranked and match you against players of similar skill level. So you start off ranked as a rookie and based on your performance this season, you can move up the ladder to MVP and even Hall of Fame. And here's the best part. Your first quick join league is completely free. So there's no reason not to hop on and join a league today. Head over to leaguetycoon.com to get started. It's going to be a lot of fun. 
I also want to thank DynastyPandemic.com for sponsoring this week's show. DynastyPandemic.com is a one-stop shop online community where you can chat strategy live with other fantasy players and podcasters, contribute your own content, book roster consultations, find startups, and much more. But a big focus of Dynasty Pandemic is to support the industry podcast and content creators of all levels. The inspiration for Dynasty Pandemic came from conversations and engagement in the industry of Patreon groups. Whether it's becoming a patron, subscribing to a YouTube channel, or writing a five-star review of your favorite podcast, there are many ways to continue to build and support this industry. DynastyPandemic.com is a platform you can do so. Dynasty Pandemic is officially launching at the Fantasy Football Expo in Canton, Ohio on August 15th. If you're in attendance, visit their booth and tell them you heard about Dynasty Pandemic from the dude. I actually know the creator of DynastyPandemic.com. His name is Clay. He's a great guy, so be sure to check it out. Once again, that's DynastyPandemic.com. Let's now discuss Michael Carter versus Tevin Coleman. Carter, I view as an RB3 flex, more upside possibly if he is a true starter. And then we have Tevin Coleman, who's an RB4, RB5. First, Carter, fourth round pick, 107 overall in this year's draft out of North Carolina, was the team's 1B in school to Javante Williams as the 1A. The Jets beat expects Carter to become the eventual 1A, though, on this new rejuvenated Robert Sala-led team, and if he is the 1A in his backfield, it's going to be because of his rushing and adept pass-catching ability. Versatile back, Michael Carter undoubtedly is. To fuel that fire even further, Carter started with the Jets' first team offense to open up training camp. That's great for his week one contribution level. I compared him to Austin Eckler with my pre-draft episodes on Patreon with a more physical rushing style, and I think that still bodes true. His rookie ADP is settled to the early second round for the most part. If he's in the first, I think it's a bit of a reach. I've had a lot of people questioning where to take Carter because of all this buzz and hype. I'm out in a mid to late first, but early mid second, sign me up for my Carter all day, especially in PPR formats. Then we have Tevin Coleman, who was 28 years old, now on his third NFL team. We had Atlanta from 2015 to 2018, and then the 49ers from 2019 to 2020. His games played by year are 12, 13, 15, 16, 14, and 8. And his availability has clearly not been his best trait. When active, however, Coleman has proven to be a reliable chains mover with lateral ability to excel in a zone-based run scheme to the outside, hence why he did thrive a bit with San Francisco under Kyle Shanahan. This new Jets offense is a wait-and-see kind of approach, though. I think he's going to be at most a committee member alongside Michael Carter. And quite honestly, Coleman is expected to compete with Carter, even Ty Johnson for weekly touches, while Michael P. Ryan appears to be the odd man out at running back with a new coaching regime in town. What I want to make clear is that unlike in the past, we now do want commodities exposure to these moving pieces on offense for fantasy purposes in New York with the Jets. Sam Darnold out of the picture. Adam Gase is an afterthought. We now have a fresh slate with a franchise quarterback, hopefully in Zach Wilson, Michael Carter, running back Tevin Coleman. But the receiver core is so much more improved than we've ever really seen in recent memory. We have Corey Davis as a free agent. Jameson Crowder back on a pay cut. One of my favorite prospects, let alone wide receivers in the 2021 class, that being Elijah Moore. So this is a new team, a new structure that I think is going to actually reward fantasy players. So do not write off the Jets for being a bad football team in the past. This is a new and improved functioning team that will offer fantasy value in the process. Very important to monitor the running situation moving forward throughout the preseason. And last but not least, we have Darrell Williams versus Jarrett McKinnon. Both of them hovering in the flex conversation and are becoming top-end handcuffs to Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Williams is 26. He re-signed with Kansas City to a one-year deal. That's notable since he operated as the Chiefs RB1 during the team's postseason run last year. 
it's quite evident that he does have the trust of Andy Reid and the coaching staff in Kansas City, but I don't think he's anything more than a change of pace option alongside Clyde Edwards Alaire. Had a 39, 169, one rushing line and 18 for a buck 16 through the air in 2020 during the regular season. Reportedly, though, seen 30 to 35% of first team reps among running backs at camp. It's something to monitor. It is just practice. Yet, if he does eat into CEH's workload that much, Williams could be easily a flex in 10 or 12 team leagues with upside for more production in 2021. Then we have Jarek McKinnon, who's 29. He has been the talk of Chiefs camp practices among running backs to this point, almost to cause some level of concern that he could eat into CEH's passing game usage. If that happens, then CEH will be more of an RB2 than forecasted RB1. But McKinnon has not been necessarily the best testament to durability, so that's a red flag possibly. Anyway, 81 319.5 last year on the ground and 33, 253.1 in 2020 with the 49ers. He was inefficient, ineffective outside of a few games. So I'm not all that concerned that he's going to really limit the ceiling of CEH. Nonetheless, we have to remember that in 2016 and 2017 with Minnesota, don't forget McKinnon did miss 2018 and 2019. He had at least 150 rushes for 500 yards and catch totals of 43 and 51. I think those days are in the past. He's more of a change of pace or satellite weapon at this stage of his career. That being said, if he was dropped in your dynasty league, I would say Darrell Williams or McKinnon, be sure to fix that immediately since any connection or relation to the Chiefs offense and Patrick Mahomes warrants our attention and a roster spot in dynasty. That will do it for this week's show. A quick recap of must-watch camp battles. We have Jamar Chase versus T. Higgins, who will separate themselves, become the go-to option for Joe Burrow from a Valiant perspective. Hunter Henry versus Jonu Smith. Devontae Parker versus Will Fuller versus Jalen Waddle. Michael Carter versus Tevin Coleman. And Darrell Williams versus Jarrett McKinnon. Thank you all so much for listening. If you want to become a member of my community that's growing on Patreon, be sure to click the link in my show notes or visit the mobile app or website. Again, as a reminder, when you join for only $1 minimum per show, $4 or $5 per month, instant access to all of my published rankings, quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end. And based on popular demand, I'm going to release a top 50 to 75 of startup value rankings, not this week, but next week. And you have all my rookie content as well in both podcast audio form and easy to access reference, print out, look at your phone, spreadsheets of Excel that are attached to these specific episodes. Not to mention 24-7 access to hit me up for all your questions via DM on the Patreon website platform. Both are huge perks. If you're a fan of my work content, there's no reason not to give it a shot and join. I don't think you'll be disappointed. Then one last thing I want to bring up is if you want to get on my calendar for a privately podcast episode for your league or a one-on-one Zoom session to break down your team, rookie draft, starting lineup, some trades you can make before the season, let me know. We'll lock down a date and time that work. My calendar is filling up because we have, of course, a preseason on the horizon, busy time in the offseason, but I will, of course, make time. Thanks again. Until next time, this is the Dynasty checking out. I'll talk to you next week when preseason week one is finally underway. See ya.